0: Everything has to be who we are, you know? God, and I believe this is God wouldn't make it hard. A father wouldn't make it hard. A husband wouldn't make it hard for his wife. And we've made it really hard. And religion's made it really hard. And we're just trying to cleanse all that stuff and build every one of us up into the full stature of Christ. And I was thinking about it like this, though, the secret of the kingdom of God. So think about this. Uh, this is good for even me. It, what I was just meditating on all week, it's like, okay, here's Jesus. How many of you guys believe Jesus is God? I believe that, right? And God created everything. He created the entire universe, the entire cosmos. He spans with his hand is what he says. And so anyway, so here's God, the creator of the universe. All the creative power of the universe is in this guy. And then he comes and he says, uh, hey, by the way, do you want to know the secret? He goes, I can tell you how this whole thing works. He goes, I'm going to give you the secret of the kingdom of God. Shouldn't we pay attention? I think we should, and uh, we've made it even more difficult than that, and so it was just really resonating again to me today and and so uh he gave us the secret in fact, he says that in a couple places, and we'll we'll uh if we want to hit that next slide is I kind of reference this, but um you know he all the all the scriptures in the old testament is, I love the types and shadows as you know, and so it's a it's not the real thing, though. It's just a shadow. And so by the time you get to the New Testament, Jesus reveals the whole thing. But um, really, if you understand this, it's exactly what Chris was saying, is Jesus came to reveal what was true about us. He came to reveal true identity, who we really are in Christ, that we're not separate from God. We're we're perfectly loved. He will always love us. And uh, the Old Testament prophesies basically what the New Testament's going to look like. And he uses physical things like the nation of Israel and and things like uh, seed time and harvest with crops. And, and uh, you know, the, he uses the tide to talk about when you give. He goes, Jesus threw his bread on many waters. Just as the tide goes out, does the tide faithfully come in? It always comes in. So he, he gives us these visuals like, like Chris was talking about. So we can get it. So we can really get it. And so, but he tells us this in the Old Testament. He says, um, uh, he gives us a couple keys. And he says, you know what? It's going to be this land when you come out of slavery, when you come out of Egypt, he uses the nation of Israel, when you come out of slavery and you cross the River Jordan, you're going to enter into the land of what? Promise, the promised land, right? So it's going to be from slavery works-based into, I'm a loving father and you're going to enter this promised land and there's a flow to it. It flows like rivers of of uh, milk and honey, right? So it goes from this slavery mentality to Hey, this promised land, you're going to go into a covenant that's based on promise. That I'm going to give it to you is what he says. You guys understanding that? So slavery, when you're a slave and you have to work for your boss, that's the whole idea of works. That's the whole old covenant is I got to work for this stuff. And the new covenant says you're you're a joint heir that like Chris was talking about. You're you're married to the king and, and also he's your father. The king's your father. So anyway... Uh, if you were if you were born in the family of um, Bill Gates, for instance, you probably wouldn't be that concerned about money, would you? No. So, but we're born of something even higher than that, that owns Bill Gates. Isn't that fascinating? So that's where he's really trying to show us this. So it's really this crossing over of the covenant of promise to sonship. And so Jesus tells us, he goes, I'm going to give you the secret of the kingdom of God so we can richly enjoy everything. So... I was thinking about that a lot, just going, here's God. He comes on the scene. He goes, listen, all your old covenant guys, they got pieces of it, but they didn't get the real thing. But now I'm going to come in the flesh to show you what sonship really looks like. And that's that's daughtership too, guys. It's it's not gender specific. It means you're an heir. You get to inherit the works of somebody else. That's what inheritance is, right? So uh, we've inherited him and everything he has. And so when he tells us, he tells us a couple things. He goes, all the Old Testament religions, even even the The Jewish religion and now, unfortunately, the Christian religion, how I was taught up, we're still taught we're separate from God. Yet Jesus tells us clearly, he says, listen, I'm going to give you a little secret. All the creative power of the universe, which is really what the anointing is. If you go look at all the old anointing testimonies uh, in the Old Testament, they became kings. They could operate in the spirit. Um, They became wealthy. They went from shepherd boy to king, you know, all the testimonies. And it was only for a select few. But then Jesus comes along and he goes, I'm going to give you a little secret that's been hidden from eight, all the ages up until now. But the anointing and the creative power of the universe is where? In you, in every human. The anointing's within. So he's telling us all the creative power, which is what the anointing was, is within you. And then he gives us another analogy. Like, I, I love the power of the seed. He says, you know what? I'm going to tell you, it's like soil and a seed. And that's still, Chris and I were talking about that today too. I, I just love that one. Every time I think of that, it's like, how does an acorn know to make an oak tree? Or how does was uh, Iowa kid, how does decalb corn, or do you guys use Pioneer, or what do you guys use? You're decalp, yeah, you're decalp. You had to use decalp, didn't you? Yeah, the flying corn cob. Only in Iowa they have flying corn cobs. Never seen a corn cob fly, but they, that's their motto, the flying corn cob. I still don't get that one. But anyway, maybe it's the spiritual corn cop. I don't know what it is. You guys know what the decal hat looks like? I'm going to, I'll wear one for you. Oh, that makes me think of something. Stephen and Susan Melton, I know they're out of town, but they bought me a um, Mike the Headless Chicken shirt. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to find out next time they're in town. I'm going to wear it tonight, a night like that. So I'll be wearing Mike the Headless Chicken shirt. So uh, I love it. I just because I thought, I still think it's a scam because I'm vulnerable sometimes and naive. I, but anyway, supposedly this chicken in fruit of Colorado, they cut its head off and then it lived for a couple years. But uh made me think of that. It's like how, when you plant a seed of corn, how does it know it's produced a an abundant harvest of corn? How do we, do, we can't do it. There, there's, there's a miracle working power in that seed. And then Jesus says, this is how the kingdom works, guys. All creation works this way. And he tells us, he goes, whatever you plant in your heart, exactly what Chris was sharing. He took those, instead of just meditating on fear and worry, et cetera, he started replacing it with the right thing that he wanted to harvest. You know what? His riches flowed freely in my life. I'm operating in millions and tens of millions and then billions. And by the way, we can buy the whole Yankee Stadium for that. Okay? We can do it. Four and a half billion. So isn't that cool? That he tells us, it's like I was sharing last week. Zachariah says, "It's not by power, it's not by might. It's going to be spiritual. It's going to be by the Spirit. It's going to be from the inside out." Is how you, if you want anything to change in your life, here's how simple it becomes. And there's a, the powers in the seed, which he then he identifies as our thoughts and our emotions. So as we think on things, as we plant things in our heart, when we can see it and feel it, we think, "Oh, that's just your imagination. You're just dreaming," because that's kind of what we're taught, right? If you're in school. Um, pay attention. Doesn't that just suck? Because I was always off, like out there doing something. I'm still that way. And uh, like, pay attention. Thankfully, I was pretty good at school because otherwise it would have been a real mess. That's the power of God is we think it's just imagination. He goes, no, your thoughts create reality. The spiritual part of you changes the physical world and almost all the teaching training I've got is if you want the physical to change it's mass changing mass you work harder do this more etc you guys know what I'm talking about and guess what here's what here's it should be from the inside out when you start seeing yourself differently and you start planting hey here's who I am in Christ and God's riches freely throw to me they I'm, I'm being healed and prospering emotionally financially spiritually health, everything in my life, is start to increase, it start to expand, and it's returning in miracle force. Those are the seeds you start planting in your heart. Does that make sense to you guys? Knowing that the physical will absolutely conform to what you're planting here, and that's what you and I were talking about, right? And so, uh, isn't that cool? So he goes, this really isn't as hard as you've made it. The whole kingdom works like this. What you believe in your heart is what you're going to experience in your life. So if there's something not going on in your life, cry quite right, and in an area, he goes, it's not by power, by might, it's change. what you start planting in here, and it will return in miracle force. The thought and the emotion has the power within it to make after its kind exactly what you're thinking about. Is that wild? I think that's just awesome to me, because I'm like, yes, that's good. So I, I wrote a couple things that I just, this is such a great re- reminder this time of year, and so um, Dan, you and I were talking about this a little bit, is, is I just want to share a couple things. You've heard me say all of these, but I love science and scripture. I love, I, love, uh, I love the neuroscientists and the dreamers, the Einsteins of the world, and all these guys because they all taught like this. And so science and scripture all describe the same thing. And I just wrote a couple notes. Our thoughts become things. Our heart and mind create things. They have divinity within them. They have the anointing within us. The creative power of the universe within us. What we see and feel inwardly creates what we will experience outwardly. And so you guys know all these scriptures, but as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Do we believe that or not? So if we want something to change, that just means we probably picked up something negative in our our past, usually when we're little kids, that that program's operating, right? But the cool part is, is he's shown us how to get rid of it. He goes, you know what, if you start planting different things, you're going to get different results. And it really is that simple. And so, and then Jesus tells us over and over and over, as you believe, so shall it be unto you. Right, as you believe. So the mystery is how do we get this belief, and that's where that's where word of faith and everything, in my opinion, has just been over the top, condemning, because it's really pretty simple. Because faith is a natural thing that you don't even have to worry about having faith if you do what I'm sharing with you tonight, you'll have it, and you won't even know you have it. You just you'll have it. So we've been designed to operate it that way, not. <laughs> See, I, have to, I was taught all this stuff. You you will increase your faith if you read your Bible more. That didn't work for me. It didn't. Because if you read the Bible more under condemnation, it doesn't really work. Right? You can read the wrong thing about yourself over and over and over. Is it gonna work? No. I, I, I just don't I don't see it. But when you start going, you know what, I am perfectly loved and I'm a I'm a joint heir of Jesus Christ, what Chris was sharing, and you start planting that over and over and over. So if doubt, fear, worry, all these things come. 25 times in a day, what do you do 25 times that day? Replace it with what you do want that harvest, right? And you start to see it and you start to feel as if it's already done. And that will change your heart. It will rewire you where those fears, those worries start to go away. And you'll start to experience the kingdom. And you'll get, and things just start to fall in line. Like, that's what I love the neuroscientist. I'll read some of that. He goes, this is the mind bender, which I think I can't wait to. And he's given me pieces, but I'm like, just give me the whole thing. It's like you're so stinking impatient. Like, I know that's why I wait till the last minute, so you'll give it to me within one minute. <laughs> and he's not, so but it's worth a try. So, when, when, when Einstein says time and space is just this illusion, they don't really there, and then really scripture says the same thing, says Jesus is the end of time, he's teleos. There's no every all. Everything revolves around him. And then you hear these neuroscientists say that everything is available at all times. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's the, that's the, that's the law of entropy and different thermodynamic things if, from your engineering where energy is neither created nor destroyed. Does Einstein say that? Energy equals mass, right? It just goes in and out of phase. So everything that you're ever going to need, want, desire, etc., has already been provided for. And it's already real. That's what they go, you know, we live in this time-space thing where every condition of your life is already available at all times. Isn't that a mind-bender? So really all we do is we change what's in our heart. It changes, uh, it changes the, really, the electromagnetic frequency of who we are. We start to think differently. And like Carolyn Leaf's book, I love that. She goes, if you knew how powerful your thoughts were, you would correct every negative thought right away. And I catch myself, too, going, why are you thinking that way? Why are you, why are you thinking? This? It's just a program running. And we got to recognize it, like he said, and go, you know what? That's not who I am. This is who I am, and start to do it. And you will, re- I promise you, it's guaranteed to return a harvest. You cannot plant that seed, and it won't return. You just need to do it enough. A lot of us don't do it enough, and it'll grow away. You won't have to keep doing it. That'll become the new you. And that's what this whole, all the teaching should be in ministry is revealing who you already are, that you've, you already are a son, and, and you're already perfectly loved, and everything that's true about you is just Coming to alignment, like Chris said, to the truth, then you become it. Like Paul says, he goes, you've already been reconciled. God was in Christ reconciling the entire creation to himself. So be reconciled. Act like it. Right? You guys get that? It doesn't mean work to get reconciled. He's going, realize you've already been reconciled down to the very last. What's true about Jesus is true about God. That's really that whole reconciliation thing. Down to the very last nickel, penny, etc. It's a financial term, actually. You are that. So act like it and be like it, okay? So, yeah. Yes, and that's what that's what he says, right? What 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 must we do to do the works of God? And he says, believe he who is sent, right? Believe. Now, how do we make belief not a work? That's what I'm going to share with you tonight, right? Because word of faith kind of made it into a work for me. I'm like, really, jeez, when do I get to sleep? When's this all-night prayer and fasting thing? Like, that's just, you you picked the wrong guy. That's not me. So Einstein says it this way. Everything is energy, and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want. You cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. I think that's pretty cool. And then Joe Dispenza, which I love. as, As you know, this is still, I can't get away from this one. When you combine clear intention what do you really want guys? And I think that's the main thing we have to all do. Like Chris was saying, this is what I want. And we think it's a process. It's really a decision. It's like, this is what my life is going to look like from now on. And I'm planting that seed in my heart and that seed will return. Does that make it easier? Does that make it easy? It doesn't, the more we do that every day, guess what? Our heart gets rewired faster and you start to experience it faster, right? Where Romans eight says, (laughs) we're all groaning, moaning, waiting for the most of us are waiting for God to move, not realizing he goes, I'm outside of time. I'm waiting for you to move. Like, when are you gonna believe? Right? It says all creation, all of us are waiting for the manifestation of us to to wake up into who we are. So I'm committed to going, dog on it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like squeeze every last piece of you out of you that I know how and teach people how to do it for the rest of my life. That's what I really want to do, is going, don't you want to operate as a son? See, I wanna I wanna be. I'm going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi, man. These are not the droids you're looking for. Because that's how I believe we can operate. I really do. It's like when you operate in the spirit that way, I just believe we can operate that way. You guys know what I'm talking about? Is that bad to the bone or is that bad to the bones? like, I'm not going to be startled by this little deal. I'm going to see it and feel as if it's already done and it will materialize. That's just cool to me. Maybe not. Uh, let's see, when you combine the clear intention, what do you really want with the elevated emotions. See, this is where I think a lot of us miss it. Love, joy, gratitude, peace. This is Philippians 4, guys. He, says, he goes, think on these things. Think, because that's who he is. If all creation is made out of love, what does love include? It includes forgiveness, it includes joy, it includes abundance, it includes giving, it includes anything, all the good things, all the good emotions. And we start, the emotions are there for us. We know when we're not operating correctly because we feel like crap, don't we? When we're worrying, is it fun, like Chris was talking about? No, it's, no. So it's just a, it's there for us not to condemn ourselves, not to go have enough faith. It's go, wait a minute. I'm operating with the wrong program there, and he didn't design it to be like this. He designed it to operate in love where I don't have this fear, et cetera. And it's not hard. You just start, what do I really want? See that as if it's already done, Right? And then you, it'll, the feeling, the natural thing will start to come. That will change your life. It's pretty cool. So you literally rewire your nervous system, turn on new genes, and you literally create your own miracles. <clears throat> and then what I was sharing last week, it says, when we live by the senses, what we see. So, so guess what? If we want relationships to heal, it has to start with forgiveness. Like, you know what, Lord? Thank you that he who's forgiven much loves much. Thank you for forgiving me. And then you start, as, as Jesus talks about he says, hey, you've heard it said, an eye for an eye, but here's where it really gets tricky. I say love your enemy. When you, my friend Chris from Australia, we were talking about this this week, is sometimes just there's people that have hurt you and wronged you, and you're like, nah, <coughs> just get them, Lord. I know you've never been there, but I probably have. So uh, any guy that's been in sports has been there. Like, I just want to kick his rear end right now. Yes, okay, I'll pray for him, Lord. Sermon on the Mount just sucks. (laughs) Doesn't it? Doesn't it when you're grumpy and you just want to not? I'm telling you, when you start praying, like, you know what, Lord? Because guess what? When you start forgiving, when you start praying for theirs, heal them, bless them. Forgive them, Lord. Just, Father, thank you for prospering. Because as you do it unto them, who are you doing it unto? You. Because we're all the body. Isn't that amazing? Then after, for me anyway, after... After a few days, whatever, I'm like, wow, I actually want them to prosper. I'm just like forgiveness doesn't become this grumpy, <clears throat> resistant thing anymore. That's how relationships heal. And then you start seeing the relationship you truly want. You know, if you want, if you want marriage, or if you want a marriage restored, or if you want uh, uh, just personal relationships, you start seeing that relationship restored and you just start cleansing your heart. Like, you know what, Lord, I thank you that you've already provided if you're looking for a husband, a or wife, or a restored relationship. Thank you, Father. You've always picked out who that is. And I thank you for this loving, healed, awesome relationship that I'm perfectly loved. And you start to see yourself there. It'll materialize. It really will. That's how you do other restoration relationships, too. So if uh, if you're looking for healing, this is what I've really... By God's grace, man, we, we've had some crazy healing testimonies when we did it the wrong way. Just because just he's like, all right, that's what you're going to give me. I'll teach you a better way someday he would still heal them. That's amazing, but it's even better to start seeing yourself whole and vibrant and not praying for the healing, thanking for what you want the end result to be. Do you get that? It's like kind of what we were talking about, Dan, right? You see yourself this whole, this vibrant, this awesome person where I want every one of you to, to uh, uh, when you're satisfied with long life, as Psalm 91 says, that's when I lay down my head and enter into perfection. Does that make sense? Not, hey, I'm just limping out of this deal, right? And if that's you, I just want you to know there is healing for that. There is healing for that. If, if, you're, if you're looking for financial miracles, you don't, you don't look at the problems and the, the negative, the lack, the debts, the whatever, whatever is worrying you, you start going, you know what? His riches just flow into me. I'm freely receiving them. They're flowing into me and out of me, just like the tide. He gives us pictures as, as, as I do this. Thank you, Father, that I'm, I'm prospering in every area of my life. This is starting to heal in every area of my life. This is what I have, and I thank you for that. The, as you do that, it starts to reprogram your heart, and you really start to experience it. Is this helping you guys at all? And that's what he's talking about is, is uh, when, you're, when you live by the senses, when you're trying to do most, most success training is live by your senses. How about time management? Well, what if there's no time? That's a cool one, isn't it? He goes I'm I'm outside of time. Time management just means you you fit more in. And uh I I'm kind of into uh Churchill's deal. No, you ever hear, hear his testimony? I just heard this awesome one. <laughs> I just he's crazy. So he would he would have a glass of cognac and a cigar first thing for breakfast. And uh, I was just hearing this, t- yeah, at the breakfast of champions. He lived till his 90s, right? It just, that's who he was. And so I just heard this testimony, though, where, uh, not a testimony, but the story where he was, th- he was in the U.S. and he was in the White House. And, and uh, he and Roosevelt were up to like 3.30, and then at 7 o'clock in the morning, he's in his pajamas with his cognac and cigar and went to go wake up President Roosevelt and Eleanor is like, "You will not let him stay in the White House anymore. he's staying in the Blake House, which is the guest house, so that's just who he was and so and, he, and then he, uh if you watch the movie too the the Darkest Hour, this is really who he was when the King so think about this, the King is going, Hey, um, can you meet me at four I don't remember what it was exactly he's like, no, i can't that's when I nap and he he tells his testimony he goes, You know what? Stop working yourself to to a, a hey, work for an hour, hour and a half, whatever, then take a break. like Refresh your mind a little bit. You'll actually be more productive. I, I believe that completely. You don't have to, man, i got to pack all this stuff in for eight, nine, ten hours. It's, you know what? It's a flow. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. Enjoy it, like Chris was saying. Does that, does that make sense to you guys? So instead of going, man, I have to work this much and do this much, is like, you know what? The, if you're in business, contracts are flowing into me like this. This is who I am. This is how this thing works. And you see it as if it's already done it starts to materialize. So you trying to work it, force it, time management, all these goofy things is matter trying to change matter. If you don't change your heart, I don't care how hard you work, you're not going to. You're going to get incremental results, right? And that's why that's why scripture he says he goes. Physical exercise profiteth how much? Little, but godliness proffers a lot. Meaning, grow spiritually, and everything you're trying to do by your own works is going to start to come effortlessly and supernaturally. So, anyway, I love this quote: "When living by the senses, we think we have to create." our future by willpower, that is matter trying to change matter, cause and effect, the the good and evil tree is what I would call it. It takes a lot of time for our dreams to come true, but when operating in this quantum field, I would say in the spirit, for all of us Christians, and the frequency of your heart and mind matches the frequency of any potential, that's your desire, what do you really want your life to look like, it collapses space and time and brings the event to you. Whatever you truly experience in your imagination and emotionally feel, will slow down in frequency and collapse into matter. You don't have to concern yourself with how this was, will get done. See, I know this, is the seed has the miracle working power in itself. When you see the end result and feel as if it's already done, which is what Scripture says, when you pray, when you know what you're on, what you're praying for, when you pray, what does it say? Believe you have received it, Aorist tense, right? As if it's already done. So you start to see and feel as if your prayer is already answered. And when you start to live in that, your imagination, you kind of get excited. And those elevated emotions start coming up. It's like, yes, Lord, the gratitude naturally starts to come. Yes, Father, this is how it is. And he's a good God. And so he is love. We all got that, right? And everything that's created is held together by love because it's held together by him is what scripture says. Love responds. So when you ask love, does love respond to you? Yeah, of course it does. When you give out of love, what, what happens to you? What does love do? It gives back. It, it can be another way, but it's been manipulated so people get all concerned about it. When you give out a love, love responds. It has to give back. It's, that's what he's trying to tell us in 2 Corinthians nine and Philippians four and all these things. So it's it's really that whole concept is it cannot come back to you. It's just the way it is, and it's not karma. That, I get where karma comes because it's there's it's that close to the truth, right? When you're when you, but when it's true when you're doing it right, it has to respond to you. That's what love does. So anyway, I just, I love this stuff. So let's, let's, let's hurry up here. I'll, I'll, I'll. All right. Mark nine twenty three tells us if we can believe all things are possible to him who believes. We were sharing this. <coughs> do we agree with that? Do you believe God can do anything? Yes. Well, you and he are one. So what can you do? it's scary, doesn't it? Like, holy smokes, do we dare go there? I do. I'm trying to. I'm trying like, yes, Lord. And every now and then it's like, you wimpy little, oh, you're right. I'm doing that to myself sometimes. Like, no, wait a minute. If if God can do it, that means you and I can do it. If we are one, that's what Jesus is saying. I'm going to tell you the secret to this whole thing the mystery of the kingdom of God, the secret, this mysterion, is the anointings in you. You think it's outside, and I showed you types and shadows of it with the anointing, but it's in you. So the creative power of Jesus Christ is in every human being. Isn't that awesome? And we do it. We do it in every area of our life until, also, we get scripture. How many of you guys are parents or grandparents in here? Do you, have you ever heard this saying overhead? You were told your kids this: "You can do whatever you set your mind to." And all of a sudden, we get into church and we go, "Yeah, but you got to follow all these rules." Brent, tremendous business success. That's what you do, right? You just believe it's going to work, and they're very prosperous business, Brent and Leslie, and that's what they do, right? Hey, this is what's going to work. This is how this is, life works this way, and this is good. And uh, they get it. They get it. They see themselves successful. Guess what? become successful. You can do whatever you set your mind to. We all say it, but then all of a sudden we don't dare go there because, well, the Bible says. Get over that. All things are possible to him who believes. Mark 11, 24. Tell us when, tell us when you pray, believe that you have received That's what I was trying to show you is, is past tense. So if you, if you ask for something in prayer, like this is what I require, Lord, and love always responds right? You know, he's trying to tell us when you, if you need anything, it's already been provided for because I'm outside of time. So I know what you're going to ask for before you're ever ask it. This is where the really crazy things start to come in scripture to me is like, before you've asked, I've answered. Well, of course, because he's outside of time, right? I knew you were going to ask that. So I already did it for you. Isn't that fun? That's fun, isn't it? Before you've even asked, I answer it. And then he throws these weird ones in there. So ask. Bizarre actually, isn't it? I know you're going to need it. I know you're going to ask for it before you ask for it. Therefore, ask for it. Like, wait, what? But really, that word ask is such an interesting thing. It really means if you require anything, know I've already provided for you and you already have it. That makes it more special, doesn't it? I've already provided everything you need, like a good husband It's already available to you because matter's neither created nor destroyed. It just goes in and out of phase. So when you believe, when you change what's in here, it has the creative power of God, which is this mystery of the kingdom. By faith, we believe that Everything you see is created by things that you can't see, is what Hebrews tells us, right? It's the mystery. When you plant the seeds under the ground, do you see the seed anymore? No, and that's what he tells us. If you understand this parable, you understand every parable. And if you don't understand this parable, you're not going to understand anything about Scripture. I, I see people that can quote every book in the Bible, and I don't want anything to do with their life. So I know reading the Bible more isn't the answer. It's not. Is they're misinterpreting what they're reading or they're not understanding what they're reading. And uh, they don't know they're loved and anything that's available. So he says, you know what, it's just like the seed. You don't see it anymore. Plant that thing in your heart. Somehow the kingdom of God is in that thought, that emotion, and it will return in your life. Guaranteed to return. That's a pretty cool deal, isn't it? That's a pretty kingdom, uh, cool kingdom thought. So the real part is then how do we believe? We all see this, this faith and belief, and yes, it's, it's all very real, but it should be effortless. It shouldn't be we have to build our faith, even though you're kind of doing it. That's where, but it's not by doing religious works more. It's, you can pray all day incorrectly, and you're not going to get very far, right? You can read the Bible all day. You can pray in tongues all day, and if you're doing it out of fear, worry, etc., you're really not going to get anywhere. You're going to get tired, and you're going to be like me, like, who signed me up for this stupid prayer chain? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> my wife and I were trying to do religious work. So I remember that. I was like, we're going to do 24-hour prayer. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, let's be good little Christians. And like, let's sign up. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's when I learned he gives to his beloved even when you sleep. I've never dealt with that any again. <laughs> I'm like, you give to me even when I sleep? Yes, Lord. That's my kind of God. I can get in line with this guy. So, and it's true. It's really true. He's like, listen, I give constantly. That's who I am. I don't sleep or slumber. I'm outside of time. I'm the creator of the universe. You plant that right seed in your heart. Go to sleep is what it says. You know not how, but you will receive a harvest. So anyway, belief does not come from religious exercise. It becomes exactly what Chris was sharing. By planting the right thoughts, what you really desire, with gratitude, thank you, Father. If you already had what you what you really desire, wouldn't you be grateful? To me, some, it's like brings you to tears when it's it, when you get there. It's like, oh, you're so good, Lord. It's so and that's for some of your testimonies. It brings me to tears, honestly, when I'm reading them emails. I'm like, yes, Lord, this is yes, this is what it's supposed to look like. How loved do they feel when they when they start to see their prayers answered? Man, they feel loved, right? I think. I do. So anyway, it really is that. So your heart and mind, guys, it contains the anointing of God. It's, it's the, it, it contains riches beyond our wildest dreams. So it doesn't come from religious exercises. It literally comes from if we're worried about something 20 times a day, replace it 20 times a day with the right truth about you. And then guess what? The next day you probably only do it 10 times, and eventually it goes away and you start to live out of that life. Isn't that cool? All right, so let's just get to this last slide. And then we'll, we'll pray with you. So anyway, I would just challenge you. Like Chris, like he was sharing, he goes, what do I really want? You, just, you start to get serious about this thing after a while. Life was not meant to be endured, guys. He goes, Jesus comes and he says, I came to what with life with you? Give it to you. This new covenant's about a promise that I came to give you life and life more abundantly, Right? And so he goes, I came to give you life. If I freely gave you my son, how much more will I freely give you everything else as a good husband would give you? So anyway, (coughs) what do you really want? You want your relationships to change? You want health? You want more money? You want a a different home? I I don't know what you want. He goes, listen, up until now, you, you haven't asked for anything. I'm telling you, ask and you will receive it. Feel as if it's already done so that you'll be a happy bride. So your joy may be full, isn't it? And that full is complete. Like, all you're living in is in joy. Wouldn't that be a good life? That's what he designed it for. And so, really, it's getting rid of the guilt, the condemnation. Listen, he loves you perfectly. You're a son and daughter. You can never do anything other than he's removed sin as far as the east and from the west, guys. It's, he's not looking at your behavior. He's not, well, you, you know, you got to be a better steward. All that. Come on, guys. The, the younger son, he went to Vegas. Did God give him a sermon about being a better steward? No, the father's like, you can never lose it. All things are yours. You're, you're a joint heir. That, that's a biggie for a lot of people because they've been taught religiously. He won't give you this until, no, that, that's not true. He's given you everything before the foundation of the world, knowing what a mess up we are. How's that? That's a mess, right? I started to change really how I studied because I've always been taught this way. Well, you wouldn't give your keys to your son. I'm like, God, he did. And we kind of made a mess of it. (laughs) He really did. When you you think about it, he's like, um, hey, uh, uh, Rameko's little guy, Caius, he's given him the keys to the McLaren. (laughs) That may end not well, right? But it's going to end well because he's the Alpha and Omega. So think about this risk that God took. He goes, I'm giving the keys to the kingdom to my kids. And they're kind of a mess. But it should be refreshing a little bit like Oh, thank you, Lord. Even my mistakes, you'll prosper. Yeah, that's who I am. I'll even prosper your mistakes. So live in that. Live in that sonship. Live in that identity. Live in you're perfectly loved. I love my wife. Provide for my wife. Do things for my wife just because she's my wife. No other reason. And that's how he treats you and I. Amen? All right. So anyway, it doesn't come from religious works. It's not by power or might. It's by the spirit. Really, it's starting to see and feel the right things. So figure out what you want. And I would encourage you to journal. I, th- I think a lot of you guys should do that in your quiet time. Or, you know, it doesn't have to be this religious thing where you do it every day. But it's really good to go. What do I want? How would I feel as if it's already done? Right? Does you understand that? Right? It's the what do you desire with the emotion as if it's already done? And I would encourage you to paint pictures in your mind that you're living in that that um, as if it's already done. So you paint pictures in your mind, like I was sharing with uh, um, Cheryl Hickman with her mom. I said, see your mom talking to you and saying, Cheryl, I feel so good. I need to get out of the hospital. And all her numbers changed that night. She got out of the ICU the next morning. That's cool. She goes, I'm telling you, that was like the thing. It, was like, it became real to me as I, I visualized my mom telling me, Cheryl, I feel great. Why am I in this ICU? Get me out of here. And then it became real and excited, etc. cetera. Does this, does this help you guys? So if you, if you want a relationship restored, see the relationship as if you desire it. has already come to pass. As crazy as it needs to be, that's fine. Because all things are possible to him who believes. And so anyway, <clears throat> it is impossible to plant these seeds, which are really your thoughts and your emotions, and not have it return. That's the miracle power of the seed. And so anyway... I just gave you a sample prayer, but you can make these things up for anything. as, as Hey, what do I really desire? Do I, what do I want my health to look like? What do I want my business to look like, like Chris was sharing? What do I want my relationships to look like? What do I want my marriage to look like? If you're not married, what do, what do I want it to look like? Right? You don't even need to know anybody. If you desire it, it's already been provided. Isn't that cool? If you want that relationship restored, it's, it, it can be restored. It's really not that big a deal. And then you just start to, to me, I, when I start to fear these things or worry comes up, as, as Chris was sharing, it happens to all of us in different areas of our life. And so start to replace it with something like this. Like, Father, I thank you that we're perfectly loved sons and daughters. I love to get into his presence a little bit. Like, should we do it right now? Yeah, once you get to your feet, and we'll, we'll, we'll end this thing. <clears throat> and by the way, a lot of you guys online... Um, if you need help, well, you guys locally too, obviously, but if you need help, reach out. Info at freedomministries.org. Email. Uh, I can't guarantee I'll get to you that day or a couple of days, but I'll do my best to get to you guys because it's really not as difficult as you're making it, and I'll help you. I'll help you just really kind of uh, start to get rid of some of the limiting beliefs and help you with prayer a little bit, how to start designing the prayer life that is guaranteed to get results. Isn't that what we really want. Why do we pray if we don't want the answer? Right? We want the answer. Prayer is supernatural. It's the seed of greatness. It's the the anointing of God. And so I just, let's just do it a little bit. So Father, I just thank you that you're perfectly loved. We're sons and daughters. You you think the world of us. We just feel your presence from our heads to the bottom of our feet. Just... Everything you are, this perfect love, this perfect forgiveness, perfect wholeness, perfect abundance, everything you are is flowing through every atom of our body. And I just thank you. That's going through every, through our head, through our feet, and right out of our hearts and feeling, where, feeling the entire room, the entire house, the car, wherever these people are at as they hear this. And just your perfect love is removing anything that's not of it. So any guilt, any shame is just removed as they experience your perfect love. It's, you've perfectly forgiven them. You're, you're not a, a father or a high priest that even keeps a record of it. They're just free from guilt. They're free from shame. They're perfectly loved, worthy to receive the very best. The best robe is available to them. So Father, we just thank you for that. That's it's your healing presence is... Is there, and it, your perfect love just makes them whole, makes them vibrant. And we just thank you that everything you are is available to us at all times. It's the land flowing with milk and honey. So, Father, we thank you that everybody that's hearing this, even though they hear it years from now, just your spirit's going forth. And we just thank you that it's healing them emotionally, it's healing them financially, it's healing them physically. As your spirit goes forth, it does what it was sent for. Father, we just thank you that that everything you are. Father, we thank you that we, we start to receive all of the riches that you've freely given us to enjoy. You've freely given us everything you have to enjoy it, to live life, to live life in more abundantly. So Father, we're receiving right now. We're receiving everything you have. We're, we're living in your abundance. We're living in your healing. We're living in your wholeness. We're living in your perfection. We're living in your joy. Everything about our life is prospering. And we just thank you for that. that. We go from just state to state of, of who you are and re, as we know who we are in you. And we just thank you for that, Father. We thank you that everything in their life is prospering, it's moving forward. As Chris was sharing, it's such a great example. As those seeds are planted in their heart, they will return. So, Father, as we focus on just receiving everything you have, your riches are freely flowing in your life. Your abundance is freely flowing in our life. Your wholeness and healing and health is freely flowing in our life. And when we get a little bit worried or whatever, we just replace it with that. Knowing that those seeds planted have the miracle force of creation in them, and we will receive what we plant in there. In Jesus' magnificent name. Amen, amen, amen. That's how it works, guys. Isn't that exciting and fun?